Ready to form Voltron! This is a job for Superman. Power Rangers! Right away, Michael. Autobots, transform! By the power of Grayskull! For the honor of Grayskull! Hello. I'm the Doctor. lovely listeners, and welcome to episode 7 of Charlie's GeekCast. I am your host, Charlie Niemeyer, and today's episode is going to focus on Saturday morning television in the 80s, with a bit of a focus on my favorite shows from that time period as well. Now, I should probably point out that I wasn't born until August of 1980, so some of the early 80s stuff will go by pretty quickly, as I didn't really start paying attention until roughly 83, 84. Uh, The 80s was an interesting decade for Saturday morning shows, though. In the early 80s, the FCC allowed shows to be created with the main purpose of selling toys and such, um, which is where shows like He-Man and Transformers came from. Also, with syndication, some shows had different versions that were put together, like, uh, for example, The Real Ghostbusters, Smurfs, and The Snorks. both or all of them had Saturday morning shows as well as syndicated shows. The Saturday morning ones were network controlled and therefore had a bit more censorship than the syndicated versions. Um, so you rarely saw the versions, the episodes from each version crossing between the two. Also, this uh, decade saw an increase in the quality of animation as companies uh, started spending more money to make the cartoons. Also, while there were cable channels back then, uh, they still weren't nearly as popular as they are now, or readily available. So the major networks were still the focus for child entertainment, rather than, you know, showing new shows all Saturday mornings. So why don't we go ahead and get started real quick. Uh, We're going to start off with the fall of 1980, because I wasn't born before that. Now, like I said, I'm going to focus on some of my favorites. Um, these I'm kind of just going to read through because most of these shows I don't know. However, I will say that I got this list from www.inthe80s.com, uh, which is a website that actually it's a website they have this, they have in the 80s, in the 70s, and in the 90s, as far as I know, and part of the website is pulling together TV schedules based on TV guides and I don't know 100% how accurate this is because honestly that's over 20 years ago so I don't completely remember but these are the only schedules I can find as this is referenced on Wikipedia and other sites as to what the schedules were. Again, this is only going to focus on the major networks, which at the time there were only three, ABC, CBS, and NBC. And for international listeners, um, I'm focusing on the shows that we wa- we had here in the United States. 
I apologize, but these would have been the shows I would have known about, and I wouldn't have known about some of the international shows. Having said all that, starting with 1980, um, ABC had some pretty cool shows, um, starting off with Super Friends at 8 o'clock. Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman and Robin, Aquaman, Black Vulcan, Samurai, Apache Chief, El Dorado. Together they form the world's greatest force, dedicated to truth, peace, and justice for all mankind. These are the Super Friends. And that was for an hour followed by an hour of Scooby and Scrappy-Doo. And then they had Thunder the Barbarian. And then a show that I'm not completely sure is completely national. Um, it was called Candlepin Bowling. Uh, but that, and that's basically, this is showing us the schedule from about roughly 8 o'clock to 11.30. Of course, times change depending on networks, or depending on uh channel carriers and regions and time zones and things like that. Uh, but moving right along, CBS had M the Mighty Mouse Heckle and Jekyll show for half an hour. Uh, they showed Tom and Jerry cartoons for half an hour. Then they had the Bugs Bunny Road Wow, I can't read. The Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show, which, if you've ever watched the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show, which I haven't, but I I read about it in researching for this episode. It's basically one of those shows they call it the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour. There's probably a bit of a focus on Bugs Bunny cartoons or Roadrunner cartoons, but basically it's just collections of the Looney Tunes cartoons. Uh, then they had an hour of Popeye. And then the Drac Pack. And then NBC had an hour of Godzilla and Dinomutt. Then an hour of Fred and Barney Meet the Shmoo followed by a half an hour of Daffy Duck, which is weird, because that means there was Looney Tunes cartoons being shown on two different networks. And then they had an hour of Batman and the Super 7, which I am I have found out is part of that show, and I see that's an hour, so about half an hour or so of that would have been uh, The New Adventures of Batman and Robin, which would have had uh, Burt Ward as Robin and Adam West as Batman, done by Filmation. The Super 7 would have been a separate cartoon, but just packaged together with Batman. And that takes us through the last half of 1980. 1981 saw some more shows. Um, Super Friends continued for an, for an hour again. Um, followed by The Fonz, which I don't know if I remember that cartoon. Uh, then for an hour, there was Richie Rich, Scooby, and Scrappy-Doo. Uh, Thundar again, uh, followed by the Heathcliff Dingbat half-hour show, and then Plastic Man and Baby Plaz. Uh, let's see, CBS uh, for the spring had Tom and Jerry, then the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner hour. Actually, that was for an hour and a half by this point. No. Am I reading that right? I am reading that right. That was an hour and a half long. Wow. Obviously, the stuff they were doing with Mighty Mouse and Heckle and Jekyll just wasn't working. Followed by the Tarzan Lone Ranger Hour. Yes, Tarzan and the Lone Ranger had new cartoons that came on in the in the early 80s. 
followed by another hour of Popeye. And then, of course, NBC had Godzilla, this time with Hong Kong Fooey. And then an hour and a half of Flintstones cartoons. And then a half hour of Daffy Duck. And one hour of Batman by himself this time. Uh, let's see, for the fall, with the change of the schedules, because, you know, new shows usually make their debut in the fall of of the year. Uh, we had Super Friends only for half an hour this time, followed by Heathcliff and Marmaduke, uh, followed by half an hour of The Fonz, then Laverne and Shirley, which I don't remember having a cartoon, but I doubt that they would have put the regular nighttime TV show on. Anyway, then an hour of Richie Rich, Scooby-Doo, and Scrappy-Doo, and then an hour of this candle pen bowling. I don't know what that is, but anyway. Um, CBS had a half hour of Quickie Koala, followed by half an hour of Trollkins, with then an hour and a half, no, yes, an hour and a half of the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show. And you know, I was wrong. It's been an hour and a half this whole time that I've been talking. Anyway, uh, then a half hour of Popeye and Olive Oil, then a half hour of Black Star, and then a half hour of Tarzan Lone Ranger Zorro. So Zorro also got into that mix. Meanwhile, NBC had a half, half hour of the Flintstones, and then they debuted this small little show that ran for an hour at this point that you may have heard of called The Smurfs. with me. Simple as can be. Next time we'll be with you, just let us smile. I hate smiles. Happy things will come to you. So smirk yourself a grin. Oh, I hate smurfs. Then they had Kids Superpower Hour with Shazam, which, of course, is our favorite uh, magic-based superhero, Captain Marvel, followed by... Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar... amazing friends. And uh, then an hour of space stars. Moving into 1982. Uh, ABC started off with a cool with 
another half hour of Super Friends. See, Super Friends stayed around for a long time. Uh, with a half, then a half hour of Thundar, then a half hour of Goldie Golden Action Jack, which I've never heard of before, followed by half an hour of Laverne and Shirley, then an hour with Richie Rich, Scooby and Scrappy Doo, and a half hour of Fonz, and a half hour of Heathcliff and Marmaduke. CBS went for a half an hour of Popeye and Olive Oil, then an hour of Tarzan, Lone Ranger, Zorro, then two hours of Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show, and then a half hour of Black Star. So just looking at that, apparently I'm hoping the Looney Tunes stuff was either the cheapest they had or the most popular they had, because apparently Quickie Koala and Trollkins didn't do much. Uh, let's see, and then of course NBC had a half hour of Flintstones, an hour of the Smurfs, an hour of the Kid Superpower Hour with Shazam, half an hour of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and an hour of Space Stars. Then I'm moving into the fall of 82, which would have been when my wife was born. Uh, we ABC started off, as usual, with a half hour of Super Friends, then an hour of Pac-Man, Little Rascals, and Richie Rich, followed by half an hour of just Pac-Man, followed by an hour of Mork and Mindy and Laverne and Shirley, Okay. Followed by an hour of Scooby and Scrappy-Doo slash Puppy Power, which was probably Scrappy by himself, I think, because I want to say I remember someone being like, Puppy Power! Or I'm confusing it with Punky Brewster. Anyway, um, CBS did a half hour of Speed Buggy, which I can remember because I've seen that on Boomerang from Cartoon Network. Uh, followed by an hour of Sylvester and Tweety slash Daffy and Speedy, which I want to say were actually new cart new animation that they did for those. Followed by an hour of the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show. Followed by half an hour of Gilligan's Planet, which I remember from seeing in comics. Apparently, Gilligan's Planet was let's get the cast back together for an animated version, except being instead of being lost on an island, you know, it's a cartoon, so let's go extreme. Let's have them lost on another planet. But apparently they got most of the cast back for that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, followed by half an hour of Pandemonium, and then a half hour of Meatballs and Spaghetti. Right. Uh, and then NBC ha uh, started off with a half hour of Flintstone Funnies followed by half an hour of Shirt Tales, with an hour and a half of the Smurfs, followed by a half hour of the Gary Coleman Show, which I once watched on, um, was it BET when I was a kid? Anyway, uh, followed by an hour of The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man, which at, at which point Spider-Man and his amazing friends kind of got started to get outed by the fact that The Incredible Hulk was popular on at the at nighttime of the live action show, and they had an episode where they brought in the Incredible Hulk in the animated show, and it was really popular. So they decided, hey, let's just throw him in there too. Nineteen eighty three saw the uh, which is getting in closer to where I started paying attention. Um, Starting on ABC, we they started uh, their schedule, as always, with the Super Friends, 
followed by the Pac-Man Little Rascals Richie Rich Show for an hour, followed by half an hour of just Pac-Man, then an hour of Scooby and Scrappy-Doo, and then an hour of Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, and Fonz, all packaged together. CBS started with Popeye and Olive Oil, then Pandemonium for half an hour, then a half hour of Spaghetti and Meatballs. I'm sorry, Meatballs and Spaghetti, followed by an hour of the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show, followed by half an hour of The Dukes, which was the animated version of The Dukes of Hazard, followed by another hour of the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show, which is kind of weird, but okay. Um, and NBC started off with the Flintstone Funnies, followed by half an hour of Shirt Tales, with, followed by an hour and a half of the Smurfs, followed by their half hour of Gary Coleman and their hour of the Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man, basically keeping the exact same schedule they had the first part of the year, while the other channels really changed things up a bit. Now we're moving into the fall of 1983. We're getting closer to stuff I remember. And we're also going to start, you'll start noticing, um, instead of tie-ins to like popular live-action shows, you'll st we're going to start noticing bringing in uh, advertisement for toys and such. Um, ABC started off with half an hour of the best of Scooby-Doo, followed by half an hour of The Little Rascals and Richie Rich, followed by a half hour of the of Mon Monchachis, I think, followed by half an hour of Pac-Man, followed by half an hour of Rubik the Amazing Cube, if that isn't a toy tie-in, I don't know what it is, followed by half an hour of The Littles, and then an hour of that candle pin bowling again. CBS started with a half hour of Biscuits, and that is not spelled like the food, followed by half an hour of the Saturday Supercade, which if you've never heard of that, Saturday Supercade was basically uh, one of those package shows, like some of these others we've talked about, and they had shows featuring the stars of several different um, popular arcade games at the time. Um, guessing Pac-Man wasn't part of it since he had his own show, but uh, things like Donkey Kong, which would have had your first version of Mario, voiced by Peter Cullen, who later voiced uh, and currently voices Optimus Prime from the Transformers. Um, and definitely looks a lot different. Um, oh, and the dogs say hi. Uh, but also, I think Cubert was another uh, show that they animated for that. So as you can see, now we're getting video games into the mix, uh, followed by Dungeons and Dragons for half an hour, followed by another half hour of The Dukes, followed by a half hour of Charlie Brown and Snoopy, followed by a half hour of Benji, Zax, and the Alien Prince, and then now reduced to only half an hour, The Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show. On NBC, they started off with the Flintstones Funnies for half an hour, followed by half an hour of Shirt Tales, followed by an hour and a half of The Smurfs, followed by the ha half an hour of Alvin and the Chipmunks,
followed by half an hour of Mr. T. an hour of Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man. Now, I can tell you around this point, uh, paying attention to television at this point, I most likely, more than likely, stuck to NBC. Because of all the stuff I've read so far, the shows I can remember the most are Smurfs, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Mr. T, and the Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man show. I can remember those. Uh, Moving on to 1984. Uh, in the spring, some of these stayed the same. Uh, the Mon- Monchichis started off the ABC stuff. By the way, I forgot to mention, you'll notice Super Friends isn't on. Apparently they went away for about a year. Anyway, ABC started off with Monchichis for half an hour, then the Little Rascals Rich Rich for half an hour, then the n- new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo for half an hour, which is different than the older one, I guess. Followed by an hour of Pac-Man and Rubik the Amazing Cube, followed by half an hour of The Littles, followed by half an hour of Little Puppy's Further Adventures, and then a half hour of the best of Scooby-Doo. CBS started off with Charlie Brown and Snoopy for half an hour, then an hour of the Saturday Supercade, followed by half an hour of Dungeons and Dragons, followed by half an hour of Tarzan, and then an hour, oh, I'm sorry, an hour and a half of the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show. Meaning that they had canceled the Dukes after about a year and a half, and that Benji Zacks and the Alien Prince after only half a year. Oh, and Bizkits. But of course, Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show was old reliable for CBS back in 84. Uh, and then of course, NBC had the Flintstone Funnies, Shirt Tales, Smurfs for an hour and a half, then a half hour each of Alvin and the Chipmunks, Mr. T, and Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man. Now getting into the fall of 84, which is where I'm really starting to get into paying attention to things. Um, ABC started off with Super Friends, the legendary superpower show.
legendary superpower show. Because they made their triumphant return. Which also included, well, um, still having the same models they'd been using since 1973. Uh, it did include Adam West joining the show as Batman. And the introduction of Firestorm. Uh, and, of course, bringing in Darkseid and some of the Fourth Worlders. Well, actually, I think he was the only one. Darkseid and Desaad and Calabac. Plus the doom, uh, the boom tubes, which they refer to as, like, star portals, I believe they were called. And, of course, uh, updates to the bad guys, such as uh, Brainiac in t- moving into his robot, more robotic look and Lex Luthor getting his battle armor. Um, that was for an hour. Then for the next half hour, you had the Mighty Orbots, which I don't remember, but I looked up and looks kind of cool. It looks like an infusion of Japanese anime, but it, the way it's set up, it looks like it's for, you know, with an English script was how they started. It was made for America. I don't know, but it looks pretty cool. Um, and the only human in that show appears to be voiced by the same guy that voiced Donatello in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Followed by half an hour of Turbo Teen. Now, it was a stormy night when a bolt of lightning forced me off the road. I partially it into a government laboratory where a top-secret experiment was underway. I swerved into the path of Dr. Chase's molecular transfer ray, causing me and my car to become one. The incredible Turbo Team! Now, I don't know when I ha- or how I would have watched this because of the fact that Smurfs was, you know, because of the other shows that were on at the same time. But somehow I watched it. Somehow I remember it. Okay. Followed by half an hour of Dragon's Lair. Followed by half an hour of the new Scooby-Doo Mysteries. And then an hour of Candlepin Bowling. CBS started off with half an hour of Shirt Tales. Then a half hour of the Get Along Gang. Followed by half an hour of Jim Henson's... Which makes their debut for the fall of 84, followed by an hour of the Saturday Supercade. Uh, followed by half an hour of pole position, based on the video game, of course. Followed by half an hour of vid kids, and then a half hour of Pryor's Place. 
which I'm not sure what that is. And then, of course, NBC introduced a new show for half an hour called The Snorks. That show is basically Smurfs Underwater. Uh, followed by Pink Panther and Sons for half an hour. Followed by an hour and a half of the Smurfs. Are you getting the fact that the Smurfs were really popular at this point? Uh, followed by half an hour of Alvin and the Chipmunks. Followed by half an hour of Kid Video. Now this was cool. This show was a ba- a, a, a very 80s band, uh, band consisting of very 80s kids from the time period. And I don't know that they sang their own music. But somehow they end up getting pulled through this mirror and into this world that's all animated. And then, of course, they voice the characters that are made to look like them, or based on them. So that's kind of an interesting concept. And then a half an hour of Mr. T. And then, of course, 1985 comes through. And in the spring, Super Friends, the legendary superpower show, is still going. Also, sort of, I guess, tying into the superpowers toy line. Uh, half an hour of Mighty Orbots, half an hour of Turbo Teen, half an hour of Dragon's Lair, half an hour of the new Scooby-Doo Mysteries, half an hour of the scary Scooby Funnies. So technically you have an, half, uh, an hour of Scooby-Doo. And then a half hour of the Littles. CBS had half an hour of the Shirt Tales, then a half hour of the Get Along Gang, then a half hour of the Muppet Babies. Now by this point, Saturday Super Cave was cancelled, and Dungeons and Dragons came back to take its place for half an hour. And then you had an hour and a half of the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show, which, if you recall from the fall of 84, was off the schedule. Amazing how that works. Then you had a half hour of Vid Kids. NBC had half an hour of the Storks, half an hour of Pink Panther and Sons, an hour and a half of the Smurfs, half an hour of Alvin and the Chipmunks, half an hour of Kid Video, and half an hour of Mr. T. Now, right now we're starting to get into where I'm really starting to get into more shows. Fall of 1985. Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes have moved to ABC and are kicking things off with the Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes Comedy Hour, uh, which would would later get a new name, but more on that in a little bit. Then they had half an hour of the Ewoks, based, of course, on the little creatures from the Empire... or, I'm sorry, based on the little guys from Return of the Jedi. Now, if you can tell how long it took to put together this cartoon... This is the fall of 85. That movie came out in the summer of 83. Hmm. So that's how long it takes to put some of these cartoons together. So they've really got to jump on it with something popular 
presents itself. That, of course, was followed by a half hour of Droids, the adventures of R2-D2 and C-3PO. Of course, from all three of the Star Wars movies by that point. That was followed by half an hour of my favorite version of the Super Friends, the Superpowers team, Galactic Guardians. really like that because that's the series where they decided to throw out all the previous models. They get Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, praise be his name, to come in and redesign all of the characters in their current look, which works out because by this point, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, again, praise be his name, was also the was also the one that was doing the art for all of the licensing for DC Comics. So it makes sense that they'd want the characters on the cartoon to look like they do on all the licensing. Um, but this also brought the um, cyborg from Teen Titans over into the Superpowers team. And again, um, dealt with Darkseid mostly, but there was other adventures too. Followed by an hour of Candlepin Bowling and then jumping into Sports. CBS debuted the half-hour show Berenstain Bears, the half-hour show Wuzzles, uh, an hour of Jim Henson's Muppet Babies and Monsters, which I don't remember that ever being called that. I just remember Muppet Babies, but okay. Followed by Hulk Hogan Rockin' Wrestling for an hour. And I must have watched this at some point because I knew about Hulk Hogan and I've never been a wrestling guy. But of course, this is when he was first popular, um, and was always known for saying, calling everyone brother. Plus, I think he showed up in, on the A-Team a couple times. Uh, followed by half an hour of Vid Kids and a half hour of Dungeons and Dragons. NBC showed the snorts for half an hour, followed by half an hour of Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. <laughs> And caring, faithful and friendly, with stories to share. All through the forest, they sing out in chorus, marching along as their song fills the air. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. High adventure that's beyond compare. They are the gummy bears. Magic and mystery are part of their history. Along with the secret of gummy berry juice The legend is growing, they take pride in knowing The fight for what's right in whatever they do Followed by an hour and a half of the Smurfs, followed by half an hour of a of one of CBS's more or I'm sorry, one of NBC's more popular shows. This is the animated tie-in, 
Punky Brewster. that show they actually got the cast of the live action show uh, to show up and record for the vo- their same those same voices for the animated show didn't show all of them so much as punky they as they showed punky but they did have them and I like that show because I have to admit as a five-year-old I had a bit of a crush on punky Brewster uh, that's followed by half an hour of, Ch- of Alvin and the Chipmunks, and then a half hour of Kid Video. And I'm thinking at this point, other than the Superpower show, I pretty much watched NBC the whole day. Because I remember all those shows, and... Yeah. Um, for the spring of 86, uh, ABC started another new show with Scooby, started called Scooby's Mystery Funhouse. It's amazing how popular Scooby still was in 1986. Wow. Unfortunately, that looks like that's about to end. Uh, Then for an hour, you had the Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes Comedy Hour, followed by half an hour of the Ewoks and a half hour of Droids, half hour of the Superpowers team, half hour of 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, which is a new show that they debuted debuted for the spring. Plus a half hour of the Littles. Apparently that whole sports thing was... Oh, sports was probably for college football. I'm hip to what they're smoking. Um, and of course, with college football being over in the spring, they don't have to talk. Uh, they don't have that to show anymore. CBS had Berenstein Bears, and then the Wuzzles, and then Muppet Babies and Monsters, followed by an hour of the Hulk Hogan Rock and Wrestling, followed by half an hour of Vid Kids and half an hour of Dungeons and Dragons. NBC had the Snorks, Gummy Bears, Smurfs, Punky Brewster, Alvin and the Chipmunks, and Kid Video. Now, for the fall of 1986, is now we're really starting to get into the stuff I remember watching, ABC had their half hour of the Wuzzles and then half hour of Care Bears Family, followed by an hour of Flintstone Kids. Let's go. 
started the concept of taking a popular, possibly a cartoon, and then showing what their adventures were like when they were kids. Uh, followed that by Half Hour of the Real Ghostbusters, which made its debut in fall of 86 after the popularity of the movie from the summer of 84. your favorite Ghostbusters, and Slimer got to play a hand in uh, the show a lot of the time. And then, of course, uh, they had an hour of candle pen bowling and then a half hour of their sports. CBS, ha half an hour of the Berenstain Bears, then a half hour of Wildfire, which I'm guessing is not the recent ABC Family show, uh, followed by an hour of Muppet Babies and Monsters, followed by half an hour of Pee-wee's Playhouse.
was another favorite of mine. Uh, then a half hour of Teen Wolf, based, I'm guess guessing, on the popular movie of the same name. Followed by half an hour of Galaxy High School. And then a half hour of Puppy's Great Adventures. Now it's funny, I remember all those shows from before. I don't remember as many of these shows. But I'm pretty sure I, uh, other than Muppet Babies and Pee Wee and Ghostbusters and Flintstone Kids, I don't know how my scheduling worked because I remember all these. I'm guessing I must have been getting tired of the Smurfs or something. But NBC had a half hour of Kissy Fur and a half hour of Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. And I should probably take this time to point out this is Disney's big uh, jump into the kind of weekly shows. Uh, this would later be followed up, of course, by th- shows like Rescue Rangers and DuckTales, woo, and Darkwing Duck, and plenty of others in the later 80s, especially in the early 90s. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, then an hour and a half of the Smurfs, followed by half an hour of Alvin and the Chipmunks, a half hour of Foofer, which is fun to say, Foofer, and then a half hour of Punky Brewster. Uh, then, of course, we're getting into the spring of 87, and not a whole lot changes. ABC has the Wuzzles for half an hour, followed by Care Bears Family, Flintstone Kids for an hour, then the Real Ghostbusters, then Pound Puppies for half an hour, then the Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show, which, as I mentioned before, the Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes Comedy Hour became the Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show, and that's my favorite version of the Bugs Bunny stuff. And if it's had a couple different openings over the years, but this one's my favorite. And that was followed by half an hour of the Ewoks. Apparently by this time, R2-D2 and C-3PO weren't very popular anymore. Uh, CBS had the Berenstain Bears for half an hour, then Wildfire for half an hour, then Muppet Babies. You'll notice there's a lack of monsters this time. Followed by half an hour of Pee-Wee's Playhouse, followed by half an hour of Teen Wolf, and half an hour of Galaxy High, and half an hour of Story Break, which I remember never liking because it wasn't animated and I wanted my animated shows. NBC had their same schedule exactly. Kissy Fur, Gummy Bears, Smurfs, Elvin and the Chipmunks, Foo Fur, and Punky Brewster. Moving on into the fall. ABC had some changes. Uh, There was Care Bears Family, which was the same, but then they brought in Little Clowns of Happy Town, which Sounds kind of weird. Uh, followed by My Pet Monster. Then a half hour of Pound Puppies. 
uh, followed by half an hour of Little Wizards, followed by Candle Pin Bowling, and then Sports. And I can tell you right now, I never watched ABC at that point. You'll also notice the Ghostbusters are gone from the Saturday schedule, as well as any Star Wars-related shows. Uh, let's see. CBS had started off with Hello Kitty's Furry Tale Theater, which is a bit of a surprise because I didn't realize Hello Kitty was that old. But I can't tell you I didn't watch it. Uh, followed by an hour and a half of Muppet Babies. So they're getting pretty popular. Followed by half an hour of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Followed by half an hour of one of my favorite cartoons from the 80s, Mighty Mouse, The New Adventures. Zoom, 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 boom, 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 Here he comes, that mighty mouse, coming to vanquish the foe with a mighty blow. So don't be afraid anymore, cause things won't be like they've been before. Here I come to save the day, thank goodness mighty mouse is on his way. So let the trumpet players play, for mighty mouse is here today. Here he comes, that mighty mouse. Just like a bolt from the blue With a heart that's true Fighting evil, fighting crime And always there in the nick of time Here he comes to save the day And he will prove that crime will never pay So let the trumpet players play For Mighty Mouse is here today Followed by half an hour of Popeye and Son, which I never watched. Although I did see it on the Family Channel when they were doing this big push for Popeye in the early 90s for some reason. And then a half hour of Teen Wolf. NBC started their morning lineup off with, uh, first of all, by canceling Snorks. They got, re- uh, but they start so they started things off with the Gummy Bears. Then their hour and a half of Smurfs, which of course was going up against Muppet Babies. Which I wonder how that worked out because they keep that going for a while. Hmm. Uh, followed by half an hour of Fraggle Rock. Sprocket, old boy, what are you barking at? What do you see? I don't think 
Down at Fraggle Rock. Followed by half an hour of Alvin and the Chipmunks. Then the debut of another show because Punky Brewster's gone. By this point, Punky has worn out her welcome. And another new show has started on the uh, nighttime lineup on NBC called ALF. So now they have to have their animated version called... Alf. Tabby paw pie for me before bedtime. Followed by the new Archies. For the spring, ABC got to uh, kept their little clowns of Happy Town and Pound Puppies. Then a show called Great Weekend for an hour. Then a couple of live action shows. Actually, Great Weekend may have been live action too. I just don't know it, so I don't know. Uh, Out of This World, which I remember watching, but not on Saturday mornings. Out of This World was about a girl named Eve, I want to say her name was. She's the daughter of an alien man and an Earth human woman, which makes sense. And she's got these interesting powers, including touching her index fingers together at the points, which pauses time. That show... I don't know. It was pretty interesting. Um, The next show after that for half an hour was Small Wonder, which I can't remember the name of the robot girl. But this was uh, this guy, uh, they have a son, uh, they wanted a daughter, so he creates this robot girl named Edie, I believe her name was, now that I think about it. And every time she talked, she talked like this. And they had to keep the fact that she's a robot a secret for some reason. And the neighbor girl had a crush on the son and was always trying to find out if Edie was a robot. I believe. That was followed by an hour of candle pin bowling. CBS stayed all animated, apparently. Uh, we had Hello Kitty's Furry Tale Theater, followed by their hour and a half of Muppet Babies, followed by their half hour of Pee Wee's Playhouse, followed by half an hour of The New Adventures of Mighty Mouse. Followed by half an hour of Popeye and Son. Followed by half an hour of Dennis the Menace. Which I didn't realize was a Saturday morning cartoon. I remember watching that on during weekdays. If I got home from school early. Uh, NBC had did not really change their schedule at all. Just rearranged a couple shows. Gummy Bears started things off for half an hour. Followed by an hour and a half of Smurfs. Then, Fra- uh, I'm sorry, then Alf for half an hour. Then Elvin and the Chipmunks. Then... Fraggle Rock, 
and then the new Archie. So basically, Alf and Fraggle Rock switch places. For the fall of 88, ABC decided, you know what? We're switching back to mostly animated. So they did Small Wonder in the, to start off with. Then, for an hour and a half, you had the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Gotta get up, I gotta get going, I'm gonna see a friend of mine. He's round and he's fuzzy, I love him because he's just Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear. Looking for fun, chasing some honey. think about it, that's pretty interesting, because that's another Disney cartoon on a network that isn't NBC, and they're showing gummy bears against it. So you have two Disney cartoons competing against each other, so that's interesting. Uh, followed by an hour, ready for this, an hour of Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters adventures, but this time Slimer gets more of an emphasis, including a little short in each ep- uh, during the episode, with a slightly different animated style, but you know all the same voice actors, from what I remember. Uh, but yeah, those little uh, those little adventures focused on Slimer specifically. Then Pee Wee's Ragtime Band. I don't know if this has anything to do with Pee Wee's Playhouse, but it's on a different network, so I highly doubt it. Followed by the Candlepin Bowling. CBS. Now this lineup, I watched almost this entire thing. And this is CBS. This was probably one of the things that I can remember off the top of my head before I even looked at this. Uh, started off with the half hour of The Adventures of Raggedy Ann and Andy, which wasn't one of my favorite shows, but it was better than the other that were already on and that way I was already on the channel for my favoritest favorite cartoon 
a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Superman! Yes, Superman! Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman! Who disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights the never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. For the, at the next half hour, this would be Ruby Spears Superman, uh, created by Marv Wolfman with... Uh, Models by Gil Kane, although the Superman looks more like um, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez most of the time. Uh, this is the show where they started incorporating some of the post-burn reboot stuff, like uh, the Cancer Still Alive. Uh, Lex Luthor is a philanthropist. They know he's a bad guy, but they can't prove it. Kind of guy. Um, yeah, this is my. Other than the Super Friends, this is where I really paid attention and and learned about Superman. This was I had seen the movies. Um, I had seen the superpowers stuff and the Super Friends, but you know it was just a cartoon. I really didn't it didn't really sink in. In fact, most of the stuff I remember from those shows is from when they showed it later on during a revival they were having during the 90s on like, Cartoon Network and later Boomerang. Um, although I always remember that one episode of the Superpowers where Penguin got Superman's powers. That's all I can remember from it. But anyway, Superman, I could remember the show. The It had some of the music from the, car, from the movie. And I just love this show. Unfortunately, it didn't last very long. And I can't tell you how long I looked to try to find this show. It was, it's been recently re put on DVD, so I've been able to watch it. I own it. Of course, it got stolen, so I have to go buy it again. But, um, yes, this Superman show was what really cemented my Superman fandom. That was followed by an hour of Muppet Babies, followed by another half hour of Pee-wee's Playhouse, followed by half an hour of... Ladies and gentlemen, Garfield and friends. Friends are there. To help you get started, to give you a push on your way. Friends are there. To turn you around, get your feet on the ground for a brand new day. They'll pick you up when you're down. Help you swallow your pride when something inside's got to break on through to the other side. Friends are someone you can open up to When you feel like you're ready to flip When you've got the world on your shoulder Friends are there to give you a tip Friends are there when you need them They're even there when you don't For a walk in the park, for a shot in the dark Friends are there I don't care But friends will care You folks have this confused. I'm real and you're animated. Followed by half an hour of a live action show, but I actually enjoyed it. Called Hey Vern, It's Ernest. Hey Vern, today's your lucky day. We knew you wouldn't want to oversleep, Vern. 
We only do it once a week, Burn. Me and all the other guys, Burn. We even brought the pies, Burn. This year in a speed war with story and a moral and a big chuckle hit trip double dip super duper show. You know what I mean? Hey, Burn. We moved your furniture and now we're gonna fire up the barbecue, Burn. We owe it all to you, Burn. But now you gotta move, Burn. Hey, Vern, it's me. I'm on TV. And that was followed by half an hour of Flip, which I don't remember, because to my recollection, Hey, Vern, it's Ernest was the end of the day. And then NBC started off with Kissy Fur, followed by half an hour of Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears, followed by an hour of the Smurfs. So the Smurfs are sort of winding down a bit. They're no longer an hour and a half. They're just an hour. Then again, so was Muppet Babies. Followed by an hour of ALF. So ALF was apparently getting more popular. Followed by half an hour of Alvin and the Chipmunks. And a half hour of The Misadventures of Ed Grimley. And I do remember seeing that show. I don't remember liking it, but I remember seeing it. ABC started off with the Flintstone Kids in the mornings for half an hour. Followed by an hour of The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Followed by an hour of Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. Uh, followed by half an hour of Small Wonder, and then an hour-long Bugs Bunny and Tweety show. Now, that would stay that way for a long, long time, starting right here in 1989, uh, in the spring of 1989. Uh, following that, we had, in the, the spring of 89, we had Adventures of Raggedy Ann and Andy staying around, Superman, Muppet Babies, Pee-wee's Playhouse, Garfield and Friends, Hey Vernus Ernest, and then Teen Wolf, which made its triumphant return because Flip apparently wasn't very popular. NBC had their Kissy Fur. Apparently Kissy Fur was pretty popular. Uh, followed by Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Now, you know, the more I'm thinking about is as I'm going through the episode, I don't think I like the show. I think my little sister liked the show, which is why we watched it. Because by this point... There was four of us, and, you know, you have to let the others have their turn, because if you don't, they throw these giant tantrums, especially when they're four. Anyway, followed by an hour of the Smurfs, followed by half an hour of Alvin and the Chipmunks, followed by an hour of, the, of Alf, and then Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids for half an hour. Makes no sense to me. For the fall of 89, ABC preempted their last hour and a half with their candle pin bowling and sports. But, for the first part, uh, they started off with the debut of a new show called A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. There's a mystery in town So call the coolest pup around Oh, Scooby Scooby, a pup named Scooby, a pup named Scooby-Doo. Scooby, 
since NBC had decided to cancel it, or maybe because Disney realized what they were doing and decided, hey, we need to stop doing that, there was an hour-long show which combined Disney's Gummy Bears and The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh on ABC. Meaning Gummy Bears has left NBC, and so there's there's some open space. Followed by an hour of Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. Now CBS, most of that, most of the stuff they were showing got switched around quite a bit. Uh, they started with Dink the Little Dinosaur. Don't remember that. Followed by an hour of Jim Henson's Muppet Babies. Followed by half an hour of Pee Wee. Followed by half an hour of California Raisins. Followed by one hour of Garfield and Friends. And then a half hour of Mary Tyler Moore Show. Which is weird. Um, NBC started off with half an hour of Alf Tales, followed by half an hour of Camp Candy, which I believe dealt with John Candy running a camp, followed by half an hour of Captain N, the Game Master. Now, I never really watched this show, but I do recall it. This is a kid who got sucked into his Nintendo and is having adventures with several non-Mario Nintendo characters, including a version of Mega Man that looks nothing like Mega Man. That was followed by half an hour of The Karate Kid, based on the movies. Followed by an hour of The Smurfs. Followed by half an hour of Alvin and the Chipmunks. And the debut of the live-action Saved by the Bell. And you know what? That does it for the 80s. Uh, following that, the the rest, well, we can consider part of the same season, I guess. The, uh, the spring of 1990, which can basically continued the season, is apparently one I can remember very well, because I remember all these shows. Uh, ABC had Pup Named Scooby-Doo, follow, which I remember watching on Saturday mornings, followed by Disney's Gummy Bears and Winnie the Pooh, followed by Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters, followed by a half hour of Beetlejuice, based on the movies, followed by an hour of The Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show. CBS had their half hour of Dink the Little Dinosaur, followed by half an hour of California Reasons, followed by one hour of Jim Henson's Puppet Babies followed by half an hour of Pee-wee's Playhouse, then an hour of Garfield and Friends. Ladies and gentlemen, Garfield and Friends. We're, we're, ready, ready, to, to, party! Hope you bring lots of spaghetti. Come on in, come to the place where fun never ends. Come on in, it's time to party with Garfield and Friends. Dancing, fiesta, romancing, siesta, samba, la bamba, I caramba, disguises, disguises, surprises, surprises, and pies up, and pies up, all sizes. Come on in, come to the place where fun never ends. Come on in. Hey you, the kid who missed last week's show. You better have a good excuse. And a half hour, which I wouldn't have watched, called Better Your Home. But see, that's okay, because I would have been watching at least the last half of Books Bunny and Tweety, because I really liked Garfield. Uh, and then, of course, NBC had a half hour of Elf Tales, a half hour of Camp Candy, a half hour of Captain In the Game Master, a half hour of Karate Kid, an hour of the Smurfs, half an hour of Alvin and the Chipmunks, and half an hour of Saved by the Bell. And that brings us all the way through 
the 80s, and that's pretty fun. And I hope you enjoyed the shows that I include the openings to. They, uh, it was interesting to find and really took me back down the trip down memory lane. But that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed the trip down memory lane. Next episode, we're going to continue our look at Grant Morrison's run on the JLA. And then in two episodes, we're going to look at the syndicated cartoons of the 1980s. But before I do that, I do want to point out that there were probably some cartoons you remember that didn't weren't on networks. Um, now, I've learned that shows like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles started on Saturdays, but they didn't start on the networks. I haven't been able to find anywhere that shows any kind of Saturday schedule or list of Saturday cartoons from syndication. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't come onto Saturdays until the fall of 1980 on CBS. So I'm going to count that as a syndicated show, and we'll talk about the show, and we'll mention that next time. But uh, thank you for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and until next time, stay rad. This has been an episode of Charlie's GeekCast, hosted by Charlie Niemeyer. The show's website is www.charliesgeekcast.com, where you'll find notes and images for each episode. Please feel free to leave a comment there, or email the show at charliesgeekcast at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the air. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes. I also have another show called Superman of the Bronze Age, where I cover Superman comics published between 1970 and 1986. You can find that at www.supermanofthebronzeage.com. Charlie's Geek Cast is an I Don't Have a Fake Company name production. All images and music used are copyright their respective copyright holders. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Thank you.